Hello 49er fans and welcome to the latest edition of the 49ers Paradise Podcast Show. Thank you all once again for tuning in. This week's show is unsponsored. If you're interested in sponsoring a podcast show, please drop me a line at brian at 49ersparadise.cjb.net. A reminder to all you fans out there of 49ers Paradise that we are in the middle of a donation drive to help keep the site alive for another year. We are currently approximately $650 away from our goal that's due by the middle of February. So please, if you are able to contribute and are willing to contribute, every dollar counts. Just click the Donate button on the main page of 49ers Paradise on the left-hand side or at the top of the forum. And it's some very simple, secure steps that you go through. You don't need a PayPal account, but uh, it's even easier if you do. So please, any do- every and any dollar counts, and any contribution is very, very much appreciated. All right, folks, so I know it's been a little while since I've uh, spoken to you, but a reminder that you can, as always, send in your questions and comments either by email or you can call the show from San Fran. It's local. There are local calling numbers from throughout the world as well. Just click the phone link at the top right-hand corner of the main page of 49ers Paradise or from San Fran, dial 415-376-7297, then dial star 747-628-7149 to be connected to 49ers Paradise and to have your take or question played on the air. This week we have a question that's regarding the 49ers offseason and mainly which area I think the team needs to really aggressively pursue via free agency. And I know that in answering this question, the key here is the free agency component because I think the team is going to be looking at a whole bunch of different areas through the draft. I think the best off-season strategy would be to go and try and get as many high draft picks as you can and then use the free agency to fill in the second tier of players. That way you avoid getting into salary cap trouble and you still are able to groom that top tier of talent. That being said, if the team is going to make a big splash in free agency, I think it will be along the defensive line because I think that is where you'll notice the biggest difference from this team's defense is with a a really, really top-notch defensive lineman who can generate a pass rush and who's going to, as a result, improve the secondary at the same time. So if the team does make a big splash, I think that's where it will be. Some new site features or some updated site features that you can all check out. The updated uh, all-time score, uh, the all-time score section rather, has been completely updated. Um, it's easy to check out. All you have to do is go to the gold panning section of the navigation bar and click all-time scores, and you can scroll through every 49ers score in history of the team. There's also an updated draft field section. The uh, 2007 draft field page is up and running, and the off-season tab on the main page of 49ers Paradise, I'm sure most of you have already noticed now, has also been updated. So uh, check out those areas to keep track of the 49ers free agency and the draft. It's really a great area. I do want to call your attention, and I'm doing so quite early, to a set of NFL draft chats, that, or rather 49ers draft chats, that 49ers Paradise hosts every year. This year we have six draft experts already lined up which is unbelievable that six draft experts who will be there in a moderated chat where you can ask your questions and have them answered by 
Guys like Scott Wright from NFL Draft Countdown, or Drew Boylehard from The Huddle Report, or Chris Howard Dell from NFLDraftBlitz.com, and of course Colin Lindsay, who has been with our site for quite some time, does an excellent, excellent job every year. The GBN Report, he may also be a guest on the podcast show this year. Of course, we hope to have some guest stars on the podcast show, much like we did last year, breaking down some talents for us as well. So it's really going to be an exciting offseason. There's a whole bunch going on at 49ers Paradise. The dates for those chats are all available on the draft field, but they're starting in early to mid-March. You won't want to miss these things. They are fantastic. I've tried to schedule them as often as I could for the weekend so that the most people can get in there. Um, Really not something you're going to want to miss, and uh, definitely something you'll want to participate in. All right, so that brings us to, well, the end of another season. And... uh, Seven victories is more than a lot of people were hoping for and less than a lot of other people were hoping for, but I myself thought this team was going to be approximately an 8-8 eight and eight team, give or take a win, and, well, that's what we got. So I uh, can't say I'm disappointed with my expectations. There are some areas where I was hoping the team would improve further where they haven't, and um, some areas where the team improved more than I thought they would. So... It's interesting going into this offseason that some of the problems that have been prevalent over the years are still there. Um, the defensive line, for example, is not a new problem. The cornerback situation, even with Shante Spencer and Walt Harris, I don't think any 49er fan, coach, player out there is really going to argue that the cornerbacks are set, and certainly the safeties aren't. Um, Keith Lewis stepped up, and that was a very, very bright point of the season. Um, so was Brandon Moore stepping up, but the defense just needs so much work. So much work is just needed all around. The additions last year, guys like Manny Lawson, they may come in and do something, hopefully more, than they did this past year as rookies. Guys like Melvin Oliver and Paris Harrelson as well. But there's too much lacking from that defense to ignore it this offseason. And I think the team, as I mentioned off the top of the show, will make a big splash along the defensive line. Certainly at linebacker would be helpful too, but I think the biggest no- the biggest difference you'll notice in this team next year is whether or not they're able to generate a consistent pass rush without blitzing, and um, that's that's really a sign of an improved team if it if it does come to fruition. Those are certainly areas um, I wasn't expecting the linebacking core to be better because it was gutted, but I wasn't expecting it to be at least as good as it was last year, and I don't think it was. Um, Derek Smith played injured for a good chunk of the year, and uh, Brandon Moore was certainly held out of the games for quite some time, but uh, I was hoping for more out of Manny Lawson in particular. So hopefully that area will improve. On the offensive side of the ball, I think Alex Smith has, you know, he's a completely different guy than we saw in his rookie season, but he's still lacking something, and... um, I think it's a winning quality that I'm hoping to see from him next year. It's a certain desire to win. It's sort of like that it factor that I know people don't like uh, don't like to talk about because you can't really reference it. You can't really prove that it's there or not there. Um, Alex has grown tremendously as a quarterback, and I have a lot of respect for how far he has come and how much he has improved under Norv Turner's tutelage. But I would like him to take that next step, to pick up the team on his shoulder and to start winning games. And... He showed signs and flashes of that towards the end of the season, certainly in the last three games. And um, if that can develop in him, if he can start taking the smart risks, if he can use his legs a little bit more, 
I think we're going to see a quarterback who uh, really will show some serious promise for next year, for the future. I think next year is a absolutely the key year for Alex. It's a, it'll be his third season. He'll have two full off seasons under Turner, and um, that's usually um, a make it or break it year for quarterbacks. So hopefully Alex will show us what we've been hoping for and counting for. Of course, for that to really happen, I think two, th three things really need to happen. One is that Frank Gore needs to have another great season. He doesn't need to put up 2,000 yards as he suggested his goal was, but he doesn't need to be the type of reliable running back who's healthy and who's always able to be counted on, a guy like Garrison Hurst. That is such an advantage for a quarterback. It, it makes such a difference. Just ask Jeff Garcia, if you don't believe me, who uh, certainly had the benefit of Hurst in San Francisco and certainly had the benefit with the Eagles as well this year. But in Detroit, look what happened. So I think getting that running back, and that running back certainly is Frank Gore. Um, we need to make sure he's healthy all season and he's able to produce like that all season. And a lot of that comes down to having the offensive line to open up the holes for Frank Gore. The line did an incredible job this year. It was better than I was anticipating, um, though still not as good as it could be. One area where the team's really going to have to look to shore that up is, you know, how much longer can Larry Allen or Jonas Jennings seriously be considered to contribute on the offensive line? Is it another year? Do they have the depth? And what about Quaim Harris? Is the decision really to stick with him at tackle? Are they going to look to another player? Is Adam Snyder there? So I think if the line can play at least as well as it did this year, that should allow Gore to do what he did this year, and that should hopefully be a big factor for Alex Smith. The second factor for Smith is to get him a legitimate number one receiver, because there's no one out there who's going to tell me that Antonio Bryant put up number one numbers this year or played like a number one receiver. Off-field off antics aside, you can't ignore the fact that Antonio Bryant was even set out for a game, um, and not because of what he did off the field, apparently. So that's not what the team can expect from a starting receiver. And the 49ers need need a starting receiver. They need that big offensive threat, the guy who can absolutely take the ball and go the distance each and every time he touches it. Arnaz Battle did a, a really good job in that secondary role, and Antonio Bryant would also do a good job, I believe, in that secondary role. But the number one receiver is not there. And that's another area that, that I think the 49ers need to address, either through the draft or through free agency this year. But if it's through the draft, I don't expect them to come in and catch 80 balls and be a big, a, you know, a big threat. It's usually a one- or two-year development thing for receivers, and that's just the fact of the matter. The other area I think that Alex Smith needs to have in order to be a successful quarterback next year and in the future is a weapon at tight end, whether that's Eric Johnson coming back as a free agent, which I think is unlikely at this point, unfortunately, um, or whether that's Vernon Davis really turning up his game like he started to do towards the end of the season, catching a lot of balls, really being an aggressive force, a reliable force, who every time the ball comes his way, it's caught. Um, you know, whether Michael Robinson or Delaney Walker factors in there, I don't know at this point. But I would like to see Alex be surrounded with the talent he needs to win and uh, then for him to step up and to say, yeah, this is my team and I'm good enough to make this happen. And from there, I think absolutely anything could happen. And I think that's what I'm looking for from Alex Smith. Um, 
Coaching changes is the other area that you're going to see going on this offseason, and um, already the 49ers have made one, and uh, that was not one that I'm sure they were planning on or hoping to make. Uh, Larry McDuff, their special teams coach, who has done a tremendous job with the team, was hired away. Um, he will be replaced, and he's replaced by Al Everest, and now Al Everest came from is coming from the Saints, rather. Um, he was rather successful with them, and I expect him to hopefully be able to continue where Larry um, left off because he was uh, Larry really did a, a tremendous job with a special teams unit that had struggled for quite some years. So hopefully the foundation is there. Now the team is also looking to get a new defensive coordinator and a new defensive line coach, and there are a number of candidates that it's looking at. And Mike Singletary has sort of been brushed off by. Uh, Mike Nolan for the defensive coordinator job simply due to lack of experience and it seems like that seems is the consensus around the league of course he was interviewed already this offseason and, and passed on because of that lack of experience there are other people out there who are possible candidates guys like Donnie Henderson are on the shortlist from the Lions and uh, certainly Mike Zimmer from the Cowboys or Dave McGinnis from the Titans um, Ed Donatel from the Fa Falcons and there's, a, of course, a very, very off chance of Jim Moore Jr. from the Falcons. Um, there's some rumors going around about Wade Phillips from the Chargers, who I think would be um, give the Niners probably the most experienced coordinators in the league between Turner and Phillips. That would be um, a pretty tremendous tandem. Now, Tim Lewis from the Giants um, interviewed for a head coaching job with the team, and it would be interesting to see if he came back into that coordinator position after having the opportunity to be the head coach at one point. So there's a lot going on in terms of the defensive line, defensive coordinator coaches. And um, at, on the defensive line coach, you have Jim Tom, Tom Sula from uh, NFL Europe. He's on the short list. And other than him, guys like Bill Johnson from the Falcons, Dan Quinn from the Dolphins um, are, are the candidates at the defensive line coach. So those are the guys that we should really be uh, watching out for. I'm sure some more names will surface over the coming days. Um, I anticipate the team will fill the defensive line coach before it fills the defensive coordinator position. I know that Nolan wants to be very thorough in his search for the defensive coordinator, um, but that doesn't mean he may interview five people. He may interview one person just like he did for the special teams and know that's his guy based on the research that he does elsewhere. So that's, um, that's a wrap on the coaching uh, situation as it is right now. I don't anticipate any other coaches uh, leaving the only guy who who could be called out for another job is Mike Singletary, and uh, I don't think that's going to happen this year. So it, it should be a fairly consistent coaching staff from last year, and I do anticipate that the addition of a better defensive coordinator will either help bring the 3-4 to the 49ers, eliminate the 3-4 outright, or at the very least will allow Mike Nolan to concentrate more on his game day decisions and less on calling the defensive plays as he had to take over Billy Davis's um, ability to do that halfway through the season. And it made a big difference because uh, Billy Davis really was not doing a, a strong job with that. But the big key here will be the consistency and Mike Nolan being able to operate as a coach. I really need to see a little bit more improvement from Mike Nolan. He's a lot better than he was in his rookie season. He's certainly getting his team to overachieve and they're there for him. They're playing well. Uh, generally speaking, they are a well-behaved unit. I would like to see a little bit more from Nolan in terms of his knowing what's going on in the game, making the right call, sending the right message to his team, 
type of decisions. That's something that I'm hoping Nolan will improve in his third year as a head coach as well. So it'll be a pretty important year for him as well. So that about wraps up this season. Um, it's great to be speaking to all of you once again. I promise you that I will continue some great off-season podcasts coming up, and I'll continue right through the off-season, as I always do. I've got some great guests lined up for the draft chat, hopefully for the podcast as well. As always, don't hesitate to drop me a line. Please, if you do have the ability to donate to the site, please do so. It really will make a difference for next year because right now we don't even have the funds to uh, exist for another year right now. So if uh, if we do get to the, that point, um, hopefully you'll all step up and hopefully you know any dollar any of you can supply. I hate to ask for money. You all know that I don't have the ads up on my site. I'm doing my best not to put them up, but uh, if it comes to it, I may have to. But in the meantime... Please, every dollar counts, and uh, I'm looking forward to another great season and off-season of football, and I promise you that 49ers Paradise will continue to bring you the best coverage online. So thank you all, and uh, happy 2007 to everyone, and I'll speak to you all again shortly. Take care, and have fun. of the 49ers had only just begun.